0: Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Reaction Therapy Podcast. I am your resident psychotherapist, Tom Stevens, here with Nick Stevens to talk about a deep dive into none other than Lil Pete,
1: Mr. Gus. Gus Mr. himself.
0: Gus. What a story. If you haven't seen that documentary, I suggest you go see it because it did a pretty good job, a couple hours long, diving into his life, his mm-hmm. family, his music, his early life. Uh, all the way to the end of his life, and we are going to cover all of that today.
1: Yeah, it's so cool in the documentary to see like a picture of him when he was a baby. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing to me to see that. With the X documentary, you saw some of that too. With like seeing them before they like got yeah. famous, like they were just a normal baby with a normal, well, not so normal life. But I know, um very interesting stuff. First well, of all, Before you, before we just dive in how are you doing or is your <laughs> is your head clear for this what a great question
0: today. i know it's a loaded question though with me yeah. i'm actually pretty good i i am ready i these are i like the mental health stuff but i think i really like looking at artists individually and i like watching a documentary on them yeah even though that's not 100 of their life mm-hmm. i get to watch like little pieces of what happened and some of you who are listening or watching, you've seen Little Peep. Some people have been to see him in concerts, some people have met him, some people have know. have kind of been in circles around him. And I've never have. So I get to get this glimpse into like what it was like and very different opinions I have on him compared to X, compared to Yeah, Juice World, compared to other artists. So I can't wait to see because Nick and I watch these documentaries separately, get our own
1: opinion. We haven't talked about it until Mm-mm. we get in here today. So That's let's the cover fun it's kind of our as you see titles on videos, like first time reacting to this, this is kind of our first time talking about it together. We've each seen it different times. And, uh, it's, I'm I'm ready to go into this. I have a whole page of notes and it was very, um, very different than X's documentary. Like it, I noticed from the beginning, I'm like this, they had similar paths to fame, I would say, because they became famous very very quickly, but, they were they lived very different lives, mm-hmm. so for sure uh, I'm ready to get into it let's just we're just skipping the intro today. Let's just go no into intro. the topic of the day awesome. today's topic of the day talking about mr Gus Lil peep little Peep watch the documentary we're kind of diving into his life. We'll give some opinions on him too, and if you want, you can go um become a member uh, of YouTube or patreon to see a little extra behind the scenes um We're going to probably do about 10 minutes more of just diving into little peeps life and kind of anything else we want to say that we might not want to say in front of everybody that's true a little extra (laughs) clip a little bonus
0: added content that's not going to get out to youtube yeah so go check it out if you get a chance
1: yeah so make sure it's just four bucks a month and by the way patreon
0: has seven day free trial right now they do so So you could literally just
1: see it check it out yeah without paying anything absolutely i am totally good with that definitely (laughs) recommend you go doing that but let's get into it uh first thing i want to say first thing on my notes here is the documentary started out and we're gonna base it off of what we know of will P, but also base it off the documentary and kind of what we learned mm-hmm. from it. Cause obviously we're, we just know his music and the documentary helps us understand a little bit more about his life. Mm-hmm. First thing sure. I noticed is they interviewed uh, his mom was in there being interviewed, but also a third grade teacher was one of the people interviewed. And the yeah. first thing I noticed is his third grade teacher was very quick to realize how, creative and how happy he always yeah. was he was always a very happy kid growing up he was always learning and very creative with like drawing things and i thought that's very interesting how at such a young age you knew this kid was different than a lot mm-hmm. of people he was yeah. thought very outside of the box so that's kind of the first thing i thought of um with him so what else did you did you notice any of that i guess some in the of documentary? Those,
0: some of those videos and pictures were really cool because yeah when you see him, you know, you see an artist, he's got tattoos all over. Yeah. His look is <laughs> very different as, as he got older. And you see a little child and, and children, they don't ask for any of this. Like they're born into this world and they're stuck with the circumstances that are around them. But, mm-hmm. you know, just a playful little boy, creative, uh, curious. And uh, I do, I did see a lot of how playful and creative he seemed to be just in the video and pictures i attribute that to his mom and to his grandfather yeah Uh, grandfather huge influence that was something very different that i've seen that is different from other videos or documentaries that i've seen like a huge male force in his life not enough of a force obviously but Mm -hmm. uh, that paired with his father who was seemed like basically neglectful absent yeah gone yeah emotionally also critical i think when he was there yeah
1: the only thing i noticed about adding a
0: lot to it sorry
1: the only thing i noticed about his father was he was a like sports coach he was a coach Mm -hmm. and that's kind of all he was he was kind of just very hard on um, his kids but also everybody he coached he was just kind of hard on them and not much of a dad like you need it for for to be a dad i feel like you need to be more than just a coach Like you sure, need to a lot of be people actual... have dads just like that i know it's not the best you grow up really tough
0: you grow up with thick skin you grow up with learning how to suck it up and the hardest thing about that is it didn't seem like he was like quote unquote the athlete so it wasn't as big a deal to him mm-hmm. to play sports therefore what that equates in little peeps brain i'm a disappointment I'm not good enough. I can't be enough for him. So that paired with the words I think his dad would say a lot were really hard. I've said it ever since you've grown up in our (laughs) home. I'm going to be a dad, not a coach. I say that a lot, which means I've coached a lot of teams. And if I was a coach, I would be tough, tough, tough on you to make you a better player. But when I choose to be a dad, not a coach, it means I just back out of that role and try to support, encourage and be there.
1: That's- yeah, and I've hated a lot when you when you say that. Sometimes there's in a moment where I'm like, "No, I want you to be a coach right now," and you're like, "I'm just gonna back out. I'm gonna be your dad and not like try to tell you what's right." But and that's intentional <laughs> yeah. though
0: to not just be hard on you because you ask for it. But then be careful what you ask for because if I'm that coach, you'd be saying, "My dad doesn't care. He's yeah. never here for me. He only wants me to perform. True. I'm only accepted if I do well in the sport." And that just wasn't what I wanted.
1: Yeah. I I am thankful for that, that you (laughs) knew.
0: (laughs) But his dad was, to me, and he wasn't in this documentary in terms of talking, but all intents and purposes, he was kind of disinterested and kind of just doing what he wanted to do. And if he enjoyed coaching, he coached. Yeah. But I didn't see him actually there for Lil Peep. I didn't see him there, present, available, spending time, no matter what they did.
1: Yeah, I think the next point, kind of, which I don't really know how this and what order this comes in exactly, but this is kind of in order of how I saw different things being um, spoken about. A uh, little peep himself, kind of, I think growing up, this probably was you know high school-ish, middle school, maybe age. He said himself that he wasn't very confident in himself and mm. he was very insecure and yeah. had a lot of insecurities. And maybe that's because of his dad not really being there, not really knowing you know, how to be a man, I guess, is one way where you could think like, he's not very sure about himself. And I feel like a father figure is huge in that security kind of place. Mm-hmm. I know with, with me and you, like you have yeah. made me a lot more secure in who I am and grounded in what I, what I am. And I think that that could be a possibility for him.
0: Well, and also being, um trying to be as a father, trying to be a model, an example mm-hmm of who I want you to be. You don't have to be a carbon copy and you shouldn't be a carbon copy. But I want to give an example of a marriage that I think would be good for you to have, treating my wife a certain way so that you see that's how to treat them. I also want to be an example of of a man that is vulnerable, but also strong. And so I think fathers need to be that example to their children and to sons. I mean, the, the core qualities that... Fathers can bleed down to sons are, am I good enough? Am I capable? Can I do it? Am I worth it? You know, and when they get those, can I conquer this and overcome this? And when they get those beliefs inside, like, yes, I can. I've been shown by my father. I've been you know, fed that feeling of I am capable. I can do it. You know, failure isn't I'm bad. Failure is I tried and I didn't get it, but I'll keep trying. So if you get those core beliefs of I'm capable, I'm confident, I can do it, I'm worth it, you'll stand up in the world and and be able to, to know that you have value. So mm-hmm. it's the same as for women, young girls, that it's whether they're cherished, whether they're lovable, whether they you know are protected. Those are the core beliefs that if they grow up feeling that way from their father, they will pick men to be with that will also exude that. So mm-hmm. I believe in that wholeheartedly. And I think that example of a father is huge. But boy, as strong of an influence negatively as his father was in terms of just kind of abandonment, his mother seemed really, like she really loved him, mm-hmm. but was also very permissive, kind of just yeah. like, he got to kind of just live the life he lived.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot in that documentary where a Peep was just out and we can get, we can get into it for it's a little bit later in my notes, at least where he met people and he was just kind of out with whoever, whenever mom didn't and know. I even thought about that. I'm like, wait, so he's out doing all this. Where is his like mom? And he had a brother too. Yeah. Like, where are they? Like, are they even, do they even know where he is? In fact, at one point I think his mom said, Uh,
0: when I found out he was friends with, and this is part of the goth boy click, I guess it was one of those artists that that made me feel comfortable that he had somebody that um, was there for him. And that was pretty cool. Like she was comforted in the fact that he had a solid friend to be with, even though they probably weren't doing great stuff. It's a little
1: Tracy. yeah.
0: Yeah. So she's just like, he's out there. He's doing stuff. I'm just glad he's got that person. Well,
1: That was actually the point where his mom said that Pete called him and said hey mom my card my card keeps getting declined and he was homeless at this point He called mom Yeah he called the mom and said I'm home like he didn't yeah. call him saying I'm homeless but called him, called her and said that my card won't work i need i need money and then the first thing she said was are you alone or are you with somebody Yeah and he said yeah. i'm with Tracy and that at least that's made his mom made his mom yeah. uh, feel better but feel that's comforted. a little a little bit later um i honest, i wanted to get to the point honest not honest. I keep saying honestly because I'm reading honest. people was a very honest person. Uh, people were, said he always like was very honest with people, yeah. didn't kind of sugarcoat things, um, and also that he didn't want a real job. People said that he wanted to do this music thing. He didn't want to have to get a job, which is very interesting. He wanted to be independent, but also he was not very confident and secure about himself. So he had a lot of like, I want to mm-hmm. do this, but I don't know if I can, right. kind of stuff. His parents broke up. Um, and that kind of changed his mindset a lot on a lot of people saw that he, his girlfriend, I think he had two different girlfriends and they each were told basically the story of that he did not do very well after uh, his parents broke up. Mm -hmm. So that was another thing. Yeah.
0: So, and it's something in spite of, even though you have a dad possibly that's not really there emotionally, that it still breaks child up emotionally. To, to know their family's broken apart so it doesn't matter i've seen people whose parents have been in prison and they still look up to that example as a parent and so it was hard on him
1: yeah very hard of him. very hard on him his grandfather was kind of his fa- father figure we learned that a little bit in, and there were, it was so cool in the documentary how you would have these voiceovers of his oh, grandfather
0: man. that's why i really say like, watch
1: it because that yeah. was cool no his grandfather um, had voiceovers in the documentary, and at the very end. You actually got to it was see him. his grandfather, and it was actually him. And I was wondering, I'm like, is this like? Because apparently, his mom said, Peep's mom said that his grandfather loved to write letters. He was an oh, old, man. old guy, and writing. He letters. loved to handwrite letters and send them, and you heard a bunch of the letters throughout the documentary, voiced over. Uh, It's re- really cool. And then at the very end, his grandfather is actually on to like, they show him mm-hmm. like actually talking. Um, mm-hmm. But his grandfather was totally his father figure. One of his girlfriends, I can't remember which one. Um, And it was hard to, ex- it was hard to know too, because they had multiple different girlfriends and they didn't exactly yeah, they, say like yeah. what time they were together. So there were two different, I'm not sure which one. One of them said that um, Peep told, told her that like when I go to heaven, it's gonna be my grandpa letting me into heaven. That's literally how much he looked up to his grandfather. Like he thought his grandfather was God. Like that's how much he looked up to him.
0: And his grandfather adored him. Very, yeah. His grandfather poured into him the way his father never would be Mm -hmm. able to pour into him. In fact, the way that I would want a grandfather to pour in to the grandchild or dad, but yeah, you know, the way he'd read those letters in the documentary, It's worth a watch. Was it Grandpa uh, Packack? Is
1: I can't. I don't know how you how you say it. I was I listening, was and cute. I'm like, what? How do you say that? Pack- yeah, Packack, like that. or something. Pacak, yeah. It was um, so cute. It was like, cool,
0: and he adored him. I remember one of his girlfriends saying, "What was fascinating about I'm I'm paraphrasing here about his grandfather was that he never once saw any of Lil Peep's tattoos." Mm-hmm. I he saw the that little so boy cool. that he loved and mm-hmm. adored it didn't matter what he looked like it didn't matter you know who he presented as he just loved him no matter what
1: that's so cool i know it's it's it's. i think it's really what helped peep not yeah. go down the wrong path sooner like i yeah. feel like he could have easily gone down the wrong path a lot sooner but he had that grandfather there which it's also part of the them. shame
0: that comes with it because when yeah. you have somebody writing you letters like that and you're not doing great things you can feel a lot of shame like i feel terrible that you know i'm letting this person down and you know as he got further and further away from him, i just think he had a real permissive atmosphere with mom and grandfather they loved him they supported him they wanted the best for him but there wasn't this containing force of like you know what you need to stay with these people you need to stay here i need to keep watch over you there was none of that
1: yeah True. Um. Okay, so kind of going now into his music, he started making music. He started hanging out with people. He got discovered. Sorry, i choked. He got discovered by the Schema Boys or Schema Posse, I think mm-hmm. is what they were called. There were a group of guys that kind of saw him, discovered him, and they're like, oh. I remember the one guy who they interviewed in the documentary said, literally like messaged him and said, we're going to make you big. We're going to make you blow up. <laughs> That's all he said. And Peep, of course, was like, yeah. So Peep kind of joined them and kind of just that's where he started blowing up. Mm -hmm. He started meeting people. He started just started, honestly, the rap stuff that he wanted to because he would make music before. But when he got discovered by them, that's where he started like blowing up. This Um, is
0: my observation of Lil Peep, though. That's different than other artists. I believe he was very non-confrontational. He went with the flow yeah. of the crowd, kind of a nine on the Enneagram scale. If you've <laughs> ever taken Enneagrams yeah, winged with seven or something. But I think when he heard something, if he liked it, he'd go with it. And whether it mean, hey, we're going to go hang out here. We're going to live here. We're going to go create this. We're going to start this. He just kind of went with the flow of the group. And I also think I'll talk about this a little bit later too that it really wasn't about the fame for him. He wanted to create the music and he loved people. I think he loved people. Definitely. He was not about gimme for me, let me look amazing, let me have tons of money, let me flash this around. I never saw that in the documentary. I saw him just, look, I just wanna hang. It's why I lived kind of in a house with 12 other people or something for a while. <laughs> yeah, He didn't, and he didn't even have a bed. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't claim a lot of that for himself. Like I'm gonna go out and wear tons of chains or have tons of cash. He just wasn't that guy.
1: Yeah, so two things on that. First, he definitely... I saw kind of in the doc, in the documentary that he had a ton of talent. People noticed his talent. Like, dude, this guy can just... Like, he can get a beat and rap to it and automatically make a hit. Like It was so easy for him and yep. so effortless. But Peep actually kind of downplayed it. Like, he kind of didn't... Yeah. And that maybe goes back to his insecurity, like not thinking he was good, but... People were like, "This guy is really good," but he won't say that. Like he's yeah. humble and like maybe too humble to not even think mm-hmm. he's that good. Um, he also, I think, a lot of the tattoos, like he had a lot of like face tattoos and different different tattoos on his body. And he, I th- I think people were people thought that he actually wanted to be that outcast, that mm-hmm. type of guy who wasn't like super popular he wanted to be that he wanted to be different he got i mean because a lot of people at that time didn't have face tattoos like now you see yeah, like post so malone new, and different yeah. people getting face tats but back then when he started doing it a lot of people hadn't especially rappers didn't have that and he wanted to be different is mm-hmm. kind of another thing i noticed so
0: yeah he was a um kind of his own trendsetter yeah When is something how primitive his I guess primitively his music was recorded. It all sounded very, yeah. Almost like it's on a tape recorder. It was very like videos. Like he just kind of like a phone, like here I am just recording stuff. So a lot of his stuff is very raw and authentic.
1: Yeah. And I noticed to one guy, there's so many people in the documentary that I don't remember who there was one guy who said people literally would record off of anything. He didn't really, (laughs) he didn't need a professional setup and there was a lot of things that peep even there was part of it where he was talking, people was talking and saying, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of, you know, flipping buttons and pushing yeah. things to see if it, I just go with it. But people were saying, no, I watched him do a lot of that. And he had, he had a method to yeah. what he was doing. He wasn't just doing things, even though he might say that he didn't know yeah. what he was doing. He actually knew what he was doing to make it sound like that. Yeah. And that's kind of where that talent, that, He downplayed. I think a lot of people saw it. Like, no, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um. Even though if he doesn't say it, so it's very, very interesting. Um. He met little Tracy, which was kind of his guy. Uh, He was a good friend of him. They were both homeless at the time when they met each other. Um. And it was part of the Goth Boy Click. GBC is what they called it. Goth Boy Click. They were a bunch of dudes that rented. Uh, apartment or a house somewhere together. They said it in the. They showed in the documentary kind of where it was. It was in a really bad area. I um, mean, you just look out the window. There's a bunch of like homeless tents just outside. Just, it was really yeah, and inside it was ten healthy. dudes and one bathroom, like just a really nasty area. They had to pitch in a lot of money. I remember one guy saying they were five hundred dollars short for rent and Lil Peep yeah. and one other made guy a made a song and sold it and got the $500 just to stay. It's just... And the part that's really crazy is he had Peep, like, didn't even have a bed, and yeah. that's what you mentioned. He was that person to where he people would kind of walk over him and, and not that's... really yeah he wouldn't really stand up for himself that's where
0: that label guy or somebody who was looking out for him was like you know you're gonna have to eventually decide because you're gonna have a lot of people yeah mooching off of you and wanting to just be around you that you're gonna have to separate yourself from them and i think that was hard for him because he didn't always see people mooching off of him he just saw like can we all just like chill and get along but they were kind of almost taking sucking from him and that's that and he really
1: good. didn't even Did he
0: eventually just say i got to get out of here like this is gross i can't yeah eventually I think at he... one point he was like i gotta get out this place is gross it's nasty people sleeping going to the bathroom throwing up just all kind of stuff. yeah
1: eventually he got out um, and that's where he had people kind of discover him and he kind of got back onto a decent track where he was at least touring he mm-hmm. toured a lot yeah. i was amazed by in the documentary they showed yeah. him going on overseas. tour a lot of time a lot of a lot of times but <laughs> it's time for a game a game well let's stop right in the middle we're gonna, of we're stopping of right that. in the middle of that. we've stopped kind of towards the end last time we're gonna get into when you as soon as you said overseas i'm like now we got to stop here it was we're kind of where i was th- that's where i wanted to stop but Anyway, let's go into our game. Are you ready for this? I think so. Do you remember how we did it last time? No. OK, so <laughs> it <laughs> we have a word like okay. last the last time we did it it was ADHD because we were talking oh, that's about that's right. I do remember now. So today uh, the word is going to be peep. Peep. E-E-E-P. Like the peeps so, you
0: get at Easter time.
1: Yeah, maybe. So how it works is we have a we have a word okay. and it's like trivia. Trivia questions for Tom Got here. It um if tom gets every single question correct then we will have to give away memberships at our next live stream oh cool that's how we're gonna do it okay are you ready for this i don't know if i'm ready for this um ready we're gonna have two minutes because again it's a short word two minutes (laughs) um time starts now this is one of peep's songs and you deal with people every day who have these have these p it's a p One of his songs, we reacted to it pretty, you know, not recently, but I was saying the last couple months. It's All that's stuck in my head is Beamer Boy. (laughs) It's not a P. Okay, but Um, listen to the end of it, and you deal with people every day who have these. These.
0: Uh... Paranoia, panic attacks.
1: Come on. It's very ba- It's more basic than that. Uh, I can go on to the next one if you yeah, need to. Yeah, go too. on to the next one. What was the name of the documentary? I purposely didn't say it during the documentary when we were talking about it. Oh, um. If you get close, I'll give it to you probably. Documentary. What um, was the name of it? He was very humble. He loved to give stuff to people.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm blanking on it right now keep going going.
1: okay peep thought he had a blank supply of money so he had peep peep thought he had what amount of money his mom said it in the documentary there you go okay that's one uh i will do this Uh, there you go go. correct okay what did little peep's mom call him growing up
0: oh gosh that's a tough one nick
1: it's very actually you're gonna be mad if you don't get it (laughs) i will say that peep yep that's it he called him peep that's why his name was little peep okay back to the first one this is one of Peep's songs and you deal with people every day who have these
0: i don't know what that is i honestly can't think of anything. okay
1: what was the name of the documentary it was
0: uh um i don't know i don't know it's an e though right yep everything everybody's everything
1: yep got it one more okay Peep songs and people deal with this every day in your office. You're so close, Tom. So close. First one last time too. I couldn't get it. Okay. So it was everybody's everything for the documentary. This is one of Peep songs and you deal with people every day. You have these. The answer is problems.
0: Problems. That's really basic. Yeah. Okay.
1: So. Unfortunately, we will not be doing only
0: memberships. <laughs> We will for anyway, this. We probably will well,
1: anyway. We do every single live stream. But uh, yeah, so his Problems, Everybody's Everything, Endless, and Peep. for peep. It was hard to come up with these because it's two of the same. I'm like, how can I figure out what to do with oh, this? Good. But, uh, yeah, his his mom actually in the live stream did say um, Peep thought he in had it. In the documentary? Was, or not his mom. I don't know. His mom said it. Somebody said that peep thought he just had endless supply of money like yeah. he just could spend whatever on anybody and that's part of the reason it's called everybody's everything yeah, because he true. just gave to everybody bought all groceries, the way to the end all the way to the end yeah. so going back to kind of uh talking about the tours he went on a russia tour um in russia and apparently they were very crazy hectic people they showed him like getting off the yeah. tour bus, into arenas, um, just on the street. People would just go up to him. And it's amazing now, thinking of this time where I we know. live in now, where you have security everywhere. Yeah. Back then, when they showed it, and it was back then, it wasn't that long ago. It was probably, know. you know, five six, years ago? Six, seven years. Yeah, something like that. Five years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, Where he just started walking, and people would just go up and hug him I and know. take pictures with them. And it's crazy to think that that happened not too long ago. And now if people did that, they would get thrown yeah. out. Like, you wouldn't be able to do that now. Um, but I thought that was amaz- amazing. That it was pretty he hectic and that. almost kind of underground a little bit
0: with the concerts, you know, yeah. and these places that were pretty packed in and tiny. For real. And-
1: there was even one that they showed where um, there were a couple of different um, artists that were with him. And there was a couple of venues. They didn't have a stage. Yeah. It was just a floor. Yeah. And he was on the floor and fans were all around him. Mm-hmm. uh there i remember this this part where there's this one guy who said something went out like the mics went out or the aux went out or something and he had to plug it back in while holding his computer and a sound system <laughs> at the same like because they didn't have like a whole yeah. thing for all the sound they just had to kind of hold the, their stuff while doing it oh no it's because the desk broke he yeah. said the desk broke and he had to just kind of mm. like that 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 was what they were doing with it was not a venue like today when you go to a concert it was nothing not like at that. all crazy to me so those rush tours were very crazy um going back i had that on my notes next was peep kind of loved everybody he gave to everybody he thought he had an endless supply of money um and it was on on these tours and even with the goth boy click and everybody um with the scheming boys and everything he just kind of paid for everybody he got groceries for everybody he would just pay Mm -hmm. he would just do everything for everybody and that's Kind of why, just like with the X documentaries called Look At Me, this one called Everybody's Everything, it kind of fits these two guys really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So, <laughs> crazy. He was, he was a crazy guy. Um he, <laughs> a, he had a wild kind of journey with that, with those people he lived with and then going on tour. Um He had a show in LA. This is kind of the big end to his career. His show in LA where the first song, I don't know if you remember this from the documentary. He had his first song. He went out before he went out on stage. Mm-hmm. He was standing there and his manager was next to him. And he told his manager, he's like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I can go out there right now. Cause he was, you know, on drugs and he was, I, he didn't know he felt sick. And his manager's like, well, they didn't know what to do. Like they didn't know if they should call off the show or what they should do. So Peep goes out there and they showed the whole first song when Peep was out of it, which I had never seen that. I hadn't I hadn't really seen much video of him Mm -hmm. in concert before. But I saw that and I'm like, he is about to like there's point where he was like this, holding the mic like this, and he was kind of just like not even there. And the guy in the documentary just blew smoke. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I just gotta blow smoke so people don't see this. Yeah. And to let Peep kind of regain himself and apparently he just he re- regrouped and finished the show
0: well he finished that first song and what the manager said was there was a pause there of a few seconds in between and like mm-hmm. with the second song all of a sudden he became another person as if he wasn't using at all mm-hmm. and just fell right into gear and performed like an incredible show after that. So something snapped in him and he became just a regular old person that was performing up there. But it's real testament to where his drug use had gotten at that point. I think he was using a lot, I think he was using all the time. And I think from what I could gather, he was using whatever he could get his hands on. Like Mm -hmm. he was not super careful, at least from what I could see with who was giving him what when And I don't think the people around him really watched carefully enough. In fact, the manager that was overseeing him here, I want to say, wasn't on that Russia trip or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he wasn't. The other, some other group kind of took over. And so he wasn't there to be able to watch. And that was the trip, right, where he ended up passing away. Mm -hmm. So I think his drug use to me escalated with his ability to have more money you know, he had more access to everything and people getting him things. And I think he would just take whatever
1: he did. Mm. Um, he, there's another point where around this time during this, this show, there was a fashion week where he kind of went on this fashion tour where people yeah. kind of discovered him and wanted him to, you know, cause he didn't really have a fashion sense they said, and he, they kind of like dressed him up yeah. and, made him look cool. And I think that's when he kind of discovered like how, uh, different looks could really like mm-hmm. benefit him. That was an interesting point. Yeah. Um, I, another note where Peep came out and this is where we talked about already and said that he hated his dad kind of just didn't, didn't like his dad. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of later in the documentary when they mentioned that, so that was really interesting. Um, and then the kind of the end of the documentary was when he passed away. Um And a lot of controversy on this. So I don't know if you remember this mm-hmm. part where...
0: You know, before that, though, just, just to pay, I guess, to give credit to it, you know, the, throughout the documentary, they talked about or read letters the grandfather did that yeah. he had written to him. Mm-hmm. So the grandfather never lost touch and was always hopeful that he would stay grounded, Remember where he came from, remember what a great heart he has. Remember what a great person he is. Remember that no matter how tough it is right now, Gus, you know, uh, that you can become anything you want to be. Like his grandfather kept saying to him, "This too shall pass kind of like this will will move on to something else, your life will be great. Like he really believed in him and him getting through this because look, as many people as I work with, I tell people all the time parents. If you can get through the teenage years and get them into their 20s, you have a great chance compared to not. Like when things go down in your teenage years, it has a much higher risk of getting bad. And that was the challenge here, right? If you could just get through it and get to your 20s, you might have a chance to really go off and have a career. Unfortunately, though, he was so young and we forget about that. We don't see him as like, hey, is this teenager? You know, but when you look at it, teenagers do stuff like this when they get in the wrong group at the wrong time with the wrong advice boom
1: yeah so um the tour bus thing yeah really interesting because um it was a very mysterious way that he passed away obviously the big thing was a drug overdose
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um but people weren't sure about how it happened because it was kind of like in the date, it wasn't like in the like three in the morning or anything. It was kind of like where people would be up and they found him. I think it was maybe around eight or nine p.m. when they found him. Um, But it was there's video and people they show some of the video where there were videos of him that like just like laying back like this, just laying back with kind of his mouth open and his eyes shut like just sitting there on the tour bus Mm -hmm. and then there was a video hours later and in that exact same position and so people were very skeptical of like okay that's how I guess that's how they found him but that happened for four straight hours and it's like okay well how did nobody and one of his girlfriends or I guess girlfriend at the time came out and said like why did nobody like touch him like just to see if he was okay like and even the the main guy of the Schema Boys who discovered Peep kind of, um, he went out and said, um, like if you want to take like thirty minutes to take a nap, that's fine. Maybe an, even an hour, but like four hours, nobody checking on him. Yeah, it's kind of weird that that doesn't that doesn't really add up, especially when you're on a tour bus with a bunch with a bunch of other guys. You kind of want to stick together, like you're on a tour bus together. You're going around the country and. They were, I mean, did shows in Russia and other places, like want to check in on each other, and there's it's very skeptical why nobody checked on him, and there were, I mean, all kinds of different people who had their opinions. Uh, his manager that wasn't able to be on the bus or on tour with him felt, you know, awful because he was kind of in control of Lil P for, like, two years, mm-hmm. and not being there when that happened Or course he felt really bad, and then really emotional at the very end with this grandpa talking about it too so Mm -hmm. i'll let you talk a little bit about that i mean this
0: it's kind of sad to see the disintegration of what happened to him you know the bigger he got or the more he spread out the more destructive things became and i think you know i can go either way on the ending of his life that yeah there's obviously why don't people care enough to check on him but then the other is you know number one Think he was kind of taking whatever people gave him at any point, so he could have taken anything from anybody and I think he also was around a lot of people who were there because he was popular and he yeah. was famous and they weren't too worried about him they were worried about themselves and having a great time and so I could see how people on a bus would i mean I wouldn't leave him there like that, but I could see how people would just go about their business and be like I'm just gonna lay, leave him be and they didn't even bother to check on him because of the group he was surrounding himself with. And that's what it just sickens me to see this.
1: Yeah. It's tough. Um, I love, I'm not going to go too far into like what people were saying, but I love what his grandpa said at the end, Mm -hmm. um, because they interviewed kind of him and like what he was feeling during that time. And this is crazy because usually when this happens, this is a much older person and you know, you wouldn't have a grandfather there to Mm -hmm. interview and his grandfather, I don't know if he's still alive today. Um, but it was amazing to see that his grandfather was still alive and it's just, that's even more heartbreaking when the grandfather has to make a message like that. Um, but he said he was, he read the Bible and he said this, there was a verse, um, and kind of his statement was, "Gus is gone, but way beyond the blue." Yeah, loved that statement. Mm-hmm. How he was like way beyond the blue. Yeah, um, he always had some kind of positive spin on everything. It felt like
0: a lot of wisdom, a lot of encouragement, a lot of support. And his mom seemed that way too. I mean, I'd love to to talk to his mom mm-hmm. just to hear her kind of perspective on what he was like younger, and then what he grew into, where she felt like she didn't have as much kind of grip on who he was becoming
1: yeah all right anything else It's a else? lot
0: it's a lot you know the the thing i carry away with little peep is he seemed like he had an amazing heart like a yeah. really caring heart he didn't seem you know we, we looked at the x documentary and he had such a tough upbringing and brought that anger and that resentment and that frustration out physically against people uh this one he just didn't seem like he had a bone in his body with that like he seemed like he had a lot of problems from growing up but he just wanted to get along and wanted to have fun and wanted to enjoy life and so the money actually didn't help him other than to get access to more drugs
1: yeah so sad um, get help mental health matters mental health does matter um anything else you want to say about this we'll talk about it a little bit Love more that. on the extra episode if you want go uh make sure you subscribe um or not subscribed to become a member. Uh we have some questions from people I um asked on our community tab to drop every people's little peep questions, so we're going to get into that now. So let's go into our Q&A. I don't know if we would know anything. Oh, Very cool. I didn't mean That was awesome. Well, not bang. not supposed to happen there, but it did. <laughs> little bang to go into it. Well, our first question is from Dang. Uh Dang Dang says, do you feel like you can relate to his music even if you live a different lifestyle? Maybe you had dark moments in the past or something, but you can can still put yourself in his shoes when hearing his music. Yes, when you're
0: talking about lyrics, I think, you know, you can vibe to anybody's music and just like it because it puts you in a good mood or gets you in your feels. But uh, yes, as far as the lyrics go, I think anybody can relate to lyrics when they hear something. It's like, wow. I feel like I've been in that in a past relationship or with my family or in my life right now. So yes, anybody can relate to music if they sit and really listen to the lyrics. And that's why I think music's beautiful. It puts you in the feelings. I don't think it's great when it makes you more depressed, like when it makes you more paranoid, when it makes you more anxious.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, What about this one? Out of all the songs by Lil Peep, that you've listened to and analyzed, which one has had the most impact on you? Oh my God! I know what it's, a deep question. I know it's hard because a lot of songs you might not remember the name of them, but like that is very Name true. like name like a I line or something that you remember from one of his songs, if you can.
0: Oh man, <laughs> I know it's hard. You know the one that kind of hit me was when I watched him. I don't even know which one it was, but I watched him. I think him and his girlfriend filmed it they showed it in the last yes, um, where he was out in this parking lot or live something forever i think it's yeah it just really made me feel like i was seeing him for who he was and while i haven't lived the life he's lived i've seen a lot of people in my office and i've experienced some things in my life that that can give me the feelings but i think what it did for me was allow me to understand him more it wasn't so much that is an exact example of my life, but it let yeah. me see. Wow, he's really showing the pain he lives in, or the struggle he's living with. Is really something.
1: What about <clears throat> what about this question? Um, I got this one and a couple more maybe. See, will he get more attention since his mother started releasing music again? Well, I didn't know his mother started releasing music, but
0: I would assume he would. I think any music that comes from somebody who's not alive anymore would get a lot of attention and it should, <clears throat> you know, one of the things is to see, it's all gonna be pretty much the same music, right? Because he created it in the same period of time. It's not like it's 2023 Little Peep. Like if you had Juice World around here or X, I think their music would have a slight twist modern-wise, especially with technology and everything, the way it's gone. So I think it would be more of his, but I'd love to hear it.
1: Yeah. Um- This one will actually be the last question here. Um, Can little people with this lifestyle be a role model to people?
0: Yes, I think he can. And I think the role model piece is the example that I don't think if he was sitting here today, he would want anybody to go through what he did. So the role model piece is have a good heart, be caring and compassionate towards other people, but recognize that life he was in, especially at the end, I don't think was choice driven. Like Mm -hmm. I and wanting to destroy myself yeah. because he was just climbing up. He was just becoming something. I think he was just addicted like, and that's what addiction does to us. It grabs every bit of you and it doesn't stop till you die unless you can get strong enough to get out and away from it. So I do think he can be a, a role model, but not the lifestyle he lived. Yeah, His heart.
1: Good. Okay. Well, that was our Very deep dive nice. Nice of question. the Little Peep documentary and just yeah. life in general. We're going to talk about it a little bit more on our awesome. um, exclusive episode. So make sure you go find that. I'm sure there's a ton of ways to find it. But Thank you, everyone, uh, for uh, thank being here and being so a part for, of it. Appreciate yeah. you more than you know. And make sure you always look out on our community tab on our main channel, Reaction Therapy, to uh, be a part of the Q&A because I now... Um, and popping up your question on the screen so you'll be able to see who asked what question if you want to be featured in our podcast make sure you look out for that uh we appreciate y'all we thank you for watching and we'll see you on the next Next reaction Reaction therapy Therapy podcast. podcast